Welcome to The Sipping Point, where each week we explore the recipe for a delicious life. I'm your host, Lori Forster, the wine coach, and I've made it my mission in life to demystify wine and sometimes beer one glass at a time. So expect a fresh and fun approach to the world of wine, spirits, food, and so much more. Do you love beer? Well, this week, this is the show for you because I have Justin Bonner of Maryland's Jailbreak Brewing Company, and he's going to join us to talk about how he started his brewery. We're going to taste a few of his culinary-inspired beers, and we'll find out what that means. And then we're going to talk to Chef Christian DeLutis at Trogues Brewery in Hershey, Pennsylvania, about his beer-inspired cuisine. Now, Justin is the CEO and co-founder of Jailbreak Brewing Company, here in Maryland, and he's um, got a culinary-inspired portfolio of beer. Now, I don't know if this is what your name means, but you actually were able to break out of a former job in the government <laughs> as a contracting, uh, government contracting industry is where you were, but now you've broken away from that to do what you love with beer, but you, you're you a cork dork, too. You're a wine geek like I me. I am. I am. Hi. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Tell me about how you went from the government contracting industry to owning a brewery. Well, it was interesting. I actually started off uh, about, I guess it was back in 2000, and uh, started in, in customer service and sales. Uh, as a college dropout, there's not many places to go <laughs> or many places that'll have you. So I uh, started off uh, with a small company and, uh, again, met, moved into sales and then eventually into the uh, CEO and managing partner role. And it was, it, was, it was a good time. It was fun. I learned a lot about business and uh, along the way, but... Um, Became a wine geek in the process, but uh, yeah, over over a course of time, it's uh, it just wasn't the uh, the industry. Um, the work wasn't speaking to me, uh, and uh, so I held on. I held on for nothing else but the uh, the paycheck. The money was really good, and uh, but trying to you know for the last three years there, I, I basically was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Was this it? Uh, <laughs> was I going to be the guy where they put on my tombstone? Uh, you know, the best damn government contractor out there, or were they uh, going to know me as something else? And so I wanted to really kind of find my myself and. Um, kind of pour my personality and my passion into something and uh it, it led me uh eventually into beer uh yeah and now you it's true i think people who love craft beers uh micro brew beers also love wine and vice versa i think there's a big crossover between those two so to me it makes sense mm-hmm. um so jailbreak what does it mean so it's we've we felt uh, my business partner and i uh both ran businesses but we both felt uh trapped by by the money so while the golden the, handcuffs, it was the work was becoming more and more. Uh, I guess I wouldn't say miserable, but just um, less. We were less passionate less about it, and so uh, yeah, but we we just couldn't let go because the money was too good, and so uh, we felt that money became a prison to us, mm. and uh, so we felt that uh, we needed something dramatic, um, really, to kind of pull us out of that. And so this is uh, this brewery and this beer. Uh, is, and where is our exactly are you located? We're located in Laurel, Maryland. Okay, cool. Howard County's Not first. Far. Yeah, right in Howard County. So I went to Howard County's first brewery. Oh, I love that. Okay, so let's uh, get to what's in the glass. Sure. Why don't we? What's the this little cloudy beer I have? This is one of our few uh, unfiltered beers. It's the uh, Feed the Monkey. It is our Hefeweizen, and uh, we treat this. We treat all of our beers a little bit differently than most. This one is warm for a minute to really bring out the banana esters in the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, you really get that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of big on that. And so uh, now Feed the Monkey. We're, we're big Lebowski fans, so Feed the Monkey's a line from the movie, but. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, we add actually some uh, some fresh uh, orange juice and zest into this to kind of cut it up a little bit, so it uh, kind of gives it a nice little bite um, without being it's not overly cloying. Um, which no, it it's not. Be. Some of them can be absolutely so yeah, almost sweet. Yeah, sweet yeah. or sticky. So uh, right. kind of clean this up. But this is a 
was originally going to be one of our summer beers and did eventually, uh, well, it, it sold so well that we decided to keep it around. Year round. Year round. So. I know. I've had your beers over on the Eastern Shore at a number of different restaurants. Are you also, also available in wine and beer stores? We are now. We actually, we are available now and I would say around 300 bars and restaurants in the state. We just started canning as well. So uh, we rolled out our first first can. We'll be having that in a little bit here, but uh, our double IPA. But yeah, it's uh, we're, we're getting out there into the world. So tell me about this porter, a little bit darker, right next to it. You said this is the beer for wine geeks. It is, what, it is. What is this called? Yeah, this is called uh, the Kavorka. Okay. Um, and uh, it's a Seinfeld term. So uh, Kramer had this like animal-like lust to him. And, like Women couldn't keep his hands off him. So it's like, <laughs> what, what, what is it about you, Kramer? He's like, I got the Kavorka. So uh, it is it's an interesting. It's a, kind of a standard porter, nice roasted, but we add a, a sweet cherry puree uh, during fermentation to retain, even mm. to convert some of the sugars and alcohol and retain the... Uh, the, uh, the cherry flavor, and then post-fermentation, we add some uh, dark cherry puree as well to give a little bit of tartness to the end. It's really delicious. And so much flavor, and it's not as heavy as I thought it was going to be on the palate. It's, uh, we like it. We're all about balance and complexity, and this allows it to kind of be um, have layers to the beer, and um, you can kind of sit there and ponder on it, and it kind of oh. changes in the mouth. A meditation beer. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of that, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors. We'll be right back on The Sipping Point. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach, and we're back with the sipping point. If you want to get all the details on the jailbreak beers, they're going to be at thewinecoach.com. We'll link to your site so they can check everything out and uh, come out and visit you, Justin. Oh, please do. These are delicious. All right. So we've switched around two more beers in our glass. What do we have here? This one on the left. The one on the left is our most popular beer. It's our double IPA called Big Punisher. Uh, it's a close to 9% beer. People ask us uh, why the name. We say just uh, have a few pints and I think we'll figure it out. <laughs> In the morning, you get punished. That's right. That's the right. Big punisher. Now, you really, on the nose, you smell those hop, the floral aspects of the hop, huge. You really get that. Absolutely. Why do you call it a double IPA? How does that translate in the process of making it? So pretty much uh, the difference between a regular IPA and a double IPA is more alcohol, more hops, more of everything. So uh, in this Go one, big or go home kind of beer. That's right. That's right. And uh, this one, we use a little bit more of a tropical fruit hop um, in this. So it's a little bit different than what you might see out in the market. It's a uh, big citrus, grapefruit, uh, tropical fruit, your mango, stone fruit and whatnot. But uh, oh, yeah. just a big beer smooth though. It's uh, Our broker does a very good job weaving the alcohol into the beer. So Wow. Yeah, nine percent. So, you, so in some cases, what uh, regular beers are like five and a half to seven? Yeah, I would say I would say in the range, your mass-produced beers are more in about the four percent range, and uh, we range anywhere from pretty much five to anywhere up to twelve, thirteen percent, depending on the beer. Yeah, this is really good, and people get fanatical about their IPAs, don't they? They do. The hopheads <laughs> love them. Hopheads. All right. Um, we got cork dorks in the wine world. You have hopheads That's right. in the beer world. I like it. There's a lot of crossover. So one of the first beers I had of yours, I think, was a basil white beer. Correct. And it's delicious. Thank you. And so we saw how you had the black cherry flavor, mm-hmm. right, in, in the uh, porter. Now, this second beer we have here. What'd you do here? Because this has an interesting nose on it. It is sticking with the uh, culinary theme. This is our, our jalapeno IPAs. So we, uh, we uh, fresh jalapeno is in the ferment- in fermentation process and then post-fermentation. We also dry hop a cilantro. We take all the heat out of the pepper there, though. So we want to kind of pay homage to the, uh, the flavor of the pepper rather than uh, just straight burning you. So, so. so delicious. So what, what inspired you on the 
on using the flavors in there because you know when you see flavored beers you're mo- more times seeing like the lambics you know with the with the raspberry cherry that kind of thing but you're really taking a different take with some of the herbs sure right sure it's I mean almost like a, you know being that I couldn't produce wine and I got into beer I wanted to bring a little bit of that mother nature element into the uh, the beer making process to use fresh uh, fruits and vegetables and spices and there's a lot of just great IPAs in the world. Uh, there's a lot of great traditional styles out there. You know, it's, uh, but this is, this is, you know, we like to make something a little wild, a little different, and really kind of just put our thumbprint on the beer. Yeah. So tell me, I have not had the pleasure yet to come out to the brewery. I definitely have to. But what can folks expect if they come visit you at the brewery? We have a, an extremely large tap room. Um, we modeled it after a number of the, uh, the tap rooms you'll see on the West Coast, uh, very similar to Trogues maybe. Uh, so it's a very large tap room, holds about 150 people, open five days a week. And uh, I love that tap room at Trogues, so I know I'm going to like your place. Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty interesting. We have food trucks out front, so it's, it's a good time. And we usually have about eight to ten beers on draft. Oh wow! Really nice. That's fun. And you get, are you giving tours as well, or? Sure, we have tours on Saturday, and uh, and most of our rarities are, are there exclusively in the tap room. So a lot of our wood barrel aged beers uh, are uh, exclusively Great. there. So yeah, there's so many sour beers, so many. I had a mushroom beer. Oh yeah. When I went to Trogues, that was really interesting. I had a bologna beer last week. <laughs> I don't know how I felt about it yet. You're but, full uh, of baloney. Yeah. I don't believe it. Oh, my gosh. That's so... Justin, these are delicious. Thank you. Jailbreakbrewing.com uh, is where you can check out his website. I'll put that out on mine as well. And just go out and, and meet Justin and take a tour and hang out in that tasting room. I mean... We'd love to have you, everyone out and uh, introduce you to our, uh, yeah, our little oasis out there in Laurel, Maryland. Cheers. Justin Bonner from Jailbreak Brewing. Thank you so much for coming on The Sipping Point. Thank you, Lori. Cheers.